I think Jim Schwartz, as we talked about, that higher defensive coordinator could end up being one of the bigger ones in the entire league this year and what it means for a Browns defense. It just looked like everything Browns fans have been hoping for for years. Um, so. All right, guys, welcome back to the Savage Class Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here to make our picks for week two in the NFL season, 2023. As we talked about, uh, kind of looking back at week one, plenty to react and overreact to, Dylan, uh, but now we get into week two, where at least we now have more than uh, one game uh, sample size after this week, but making our picks, all we have to go on is what we've seen so far, and um, that may kind of come into play here as we make our choices. But we'll jump right in with our games of the week, as always. Uh, sometimes pick one, sometimes we pick two. We're going to go with two this week. The Chiefs are on the road to play the Jags uh, in a very uh, fun, uh, I think, AFC matchup here uh, in terms of, uh, again, Chiefs coming off the loss to the Lions. Jags come back and get a win at the Colts. Uh, this is a, a tough one for me, Dylan, because... You know, it's, I think it's it's so hard to pick against the Chiefs, right? To say that they're going to be zero and two, but guess who's going to do it? Um, it's going to be me. I'm going to actually pick the Jaguars to win this game, I, I, and I pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, uh, and I think they're still going to be fine. But it just it feels like I feel like there are some similarities in this game and the Lions game for the Chiefs, and I just think the Jags are one of those teams. I know it didn't look perfect at time against Indianapolis, but um, something about this I feel like is. Not a bad spot for the Jaguars, even against the Chiefs team that by no means am I going to say they're desperate, uh, but did lose a game at home. Some people didn't think they would lose. So this is going to qualify as my upset pick of the week as well uh, with the Jags minus or plus three here uh, over the Chiefs. But eh, I'll take a chance on this one. Uh, and we we know how my game of the week um, underdog pick went last week, Dylan. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Giants 40 to nothing. So congratulations, Chiefs fans. You're off to a big win here. Yeah, we'll see about that. I think this will be a really close game. I don't anticipate, obviously, a blowout either way. Um, I thought the Jaguars' offense looked fantastic, obviously, but still, we'll see about the defense. They, uh, you know, adv- some of the advanced numbers look pretty good, but it was the Colts. Um, obviously, Anthony Richardson played fairly well, but nonetheless, very different facing Patrick Mahomes. They did a great, you know, relatively a, a solid job, I thought, in that playoff game last year, considering what they had done before. Um, to, to stay in it. Uh, I, I do agree that I think the timing of this game is probably the right, uh, perfect for Jacksonville, although at least uh, the game time weather I see with AccuWeather says 82 degrees. I was hoping it was going to be like 98 for the Jags. Get a little heat, Get a, uh, try to kind of make this one a little more messy, get you some of that uh, Florida humidity, but still, probably still will be pretty hot out there. And yeah, for the Chiefs, I uh, hope uh, you know, they get more rest going into this game, obviously playing on Thursday night to the Jags last Sunday but I think it's more so obviously Chris Jones gets his deal done we got Travis Kelsey which I, I'm hoping as a fantasy owner I believe he's on track to play still not 100% from what I've uh from what I understand but nonetheless I, I you know there's some little things here and there with the receivers and like we said they even if a couple bounces go their way against the Lions a couple balls aren't dropped they still end up winning that game um so i'm gonna pick the chiefs here yeah for you know i still still have a hard time obviously thinking they're gonna fall to zero and two it could very much happen though i don't i think the jaguars are more than capable i thought trevor um had one of the most impressive performances of week one by any quarterback um i think obviously with calvin ridley 
there in that just overall attack. We didn't even really see much of Christian Kirk. I, you know, I, they have a lot of weapons that are quite dangerous. I do trust that side of the ball. I think it'll be a really fun game. I don't know if we're going to have exactly the level of that, uh, say that like Chargers Dolphins final score, which is like an absolute shootout. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. And I'll go with the Chiefs eking it out. But uh, definitely, yeah, I think the spread, uh, I would have not been surprised if it was slightly closer to, uh, or a little less for the Chiefs in being favored by three. Could have seen it like even one and a half, too, because I, I really do think the Jags look that good in week one. And I think this is going to be uh, for sure the game uh, of this week. I know we have we always do a couple games a week, but this is the one that um, definitely will be the most tuned into. Yeah, it should be the most entertaining, I think, on the board here as we look at the list uh, without question, just based on the quarterback matchup and everything else uh, that you mentioned there. But, all right, the Ravens are at the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, another game of the week choice here. Two teams that, um, you know, one obviously lost uh, in very sloppy fashion to the Browns. That was the Bengals uh, losing that game. The Ravens won, but I don't think by any means uh, felt like they played a – a great game uh, in terms of just their overall uh, performance. You know, talk about the offense and such. You can tell my dog is very excited about this uh, as well as uh, he wants to see a better performance from the Ravens. But, uh, yeah, Ravens at the Bengals here. Dylan, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm picking the Bengals just because uh, the dog won't stop barking. But um, maybe he's on to something here with my Bengals pick. Uh, again, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Ravens. I think it's a nice bounce-back spot. Yeah, I think so too. I have a hard time seeing the Ravens play at the level that we just did, or sorry, the Bengals at the level that we just did last and week one. Obviously, they've matched up much, unlike the Browns, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have matched up much better against the Ravens since he got there. Still not, obviously, they've had some games go against them, but I, I do think at home here, uh, obviously, right now, the looks like the weather is supposed to be more partly cloudy, low seven, uh, low 70s, so a little bit more in favor of um, the ball not slipping out of Joe's hands. I just have a hard time, yeah, thinking that that offense isn't going to find a way to rebound. I still have a lot of belief in Lou and the uh, defense coordinator and the whole defense overall for the Bengals. I know, yeah, they lost Jesse Bates, and it's, it's definitely going to be an adjustment overall for this unit. Uh, but the Ravens, uh, we talked about this a little before the episode, too, uh, in terms of they didn't look exactly – perfect on offense against an opponent that yeah maybe the Texans are going to be a bit better on that side on defense this year uh some different interesting pieces that they have but nonetheless it wasn't you know it's still maybe working out the kinks maybe as this year goes on things will change for this Ravens offense um maybe if this was a game in the middle of the season I would have picked against them and honestly if this game was in Baltimore probably would be picking the Ravens here but given it's in Cincinnati given I just have a hard time seeing Joe Burrow not bouncing back given everything we've seen from him in his still you know, relatively young career. I, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. Definitely a coin flip game overall, but um, I'll give the edge to them. Even though I, you know, I, the, there's a chance that yeah, this Ravens offense, in terms of what Zay Flowers did, what Lamar, as he continues to get a little more comfortable, um, you know, this, this game is definitely one that I, yeah, I think we qualifies for game of the week because I, I still think that these two teams have a lot of – like higher ceilings uh, there's a ton of afc contenders i think these teams really have high ceilings um even if i didn't pick baltimore to make the playoffs um it's just a crowded field and uh these are the kind of games though that uh, if, if baltimore does win they'll ultimately get in there you got to win these big divisional matchups um they did not have the benefit of the bengals of having a kind of a not a warm-up game that's not probably not fair to the texans but um obviously going to the cleveland uh, they got beat the heck up but um i could see them 
uh, coming out in this one, putting up some more points. Ravens still figuring things out on offense, and, the, and ultimately, I would if I had to bet on the spread, I would, I would take the uh, Bengals, not just the win, but to cover. All right, now we get to our betting locks. Dylan, I think you got off to a good start last week. I did not on mine. Um, <laughs> however, I am going to the to, to the well here and um, picking one that may become a strategy that we used previously and years before because we bet against the bad teams. And I think this is one I told you I was trying to figure out why the Bucks and the Bears. The Bucks are the home team here in Tampa. Two and a half point favorites in this game. This line has gone up since it started, but it's now going down. I was trying to figure out why the Bucks are only favored by a couple points here. And then I found it, Dylan, as we were talking here in the last couple minutes. So the Action Network has a great stat here that teams who lost by double digits in week one, which the Bears qualify for that, um, 32, or excuse me, 39, 22, and one against the spread in week two in the last 62 times that's happened. Um, last year, how about this for a stat, Dylan? Last year, they went 6-0 and straight up <laughs> in week two. Teams who lost by double digits in week one. Now, how that, that's the NFL for you, right? So that could be one of the reasons why the Bears betters are pushing this line yeah. down. Guess what? I'm not buying it because I saw the Bears play last week, and I was not impressed in any way, shape, or form with what they did against the Packers. And so... I also saw the Bucks go in and beat the Vikings team that no one thought they could beat. Uh, and quite honestly, Baker Mayfield didn't look bad, which I'll joke about that at the end of the podcast when we promote some things. But um, I just I can't imagine this is kind of a scenario unless the Bears just find something completely different and Baker Mayfield has a Baker Mayfield-type game uh, that can happen occasionally. Maybe he throws a couple interceptions, didn't have a single turnover last week on the road against the Vikings. That is the only way I see the Bears winning this. So if you're giving me the Bucks minus a field goal here, I am 100% taking that, and I am going to lean on what could be the 2-0 and Bucks here uh, against a Bears team that I am just not seeing it, even though I know it's only been one game. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of things that went wrong um, for the Bears. I think Justin missed some throws. There were some play designs that a lot of people pointed out on Twitter with uh, as soon as all 22 footage came out that just didn't make sense players running to the the same places on double corners all sorts of things uh, in the red zone where you have uh baldy and his you know the breakdowns he does on twitter and he's like what is this like i'm trying to understand <laughs> what is happening on this play it was one of the <laughs> uh, i think uh, fields on a, a second down and goal from like the inside the five ends up taking a sack back to the 10 he probably should have still thrown the ball away but yeah you do watch the play and you're like where who is the guy that's supposed to be even like what is supposed to be coming open here there's one option and he's basically covered mugged up in the, the corner of the end zone it was uh, a, a tough watch they didn't generate much pressure at all i know the packers offensive line it's probably in a better place than Tampa's at this point. Um, but, they, you know, I still think this defense, as we've talked about in the early going with uh, the Bears, as much as I wanted to be optimistic about some things that they might have built on this offseason, and especially on the offensive side, I think the defense still is so many pieces away. But, yeah, now even after this game, I'm, I'm getting frightened just by what's happening on the other side. Whereas Tampa, even if I still have – major concerns over the course of the season about how much they can compete maybe in this division they can though right um i think they still have a lot of good players the vikings you know 
obviously could have probably still should have won that game some some decisions from them that contributed to the Bucks winning even the thing is even if the Bucks had lost that game and in, in, in close fashion I probably still would have come away feeling a little bit better about them I think Baker yeah looks solid and yeah you, you have the, the most dynamic two receivers on the field in this game on your own side with Godwin and Evans uh, so yeah, even though they could not run the ball for a lick, um, in that game against Minnesota, which is saying something, uh, given the Vikings, what the Vikings run defense should probably be. Um, I think Tampa, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I, I would also, as soon as we saw that line go from three to two and a half, I was like, oh man, that's, that's juicy. Let's take the bucks winning by at least a field goal here. I think they'll win by more like a touchdown, honestly. I, and that's not to say that Justin Fields won't just make a bunch of things happen and that they could uh, the Bears could definitely eat this one out but yeah I uh, the spread was for me a little uh, maybe it's still people being hesitant about Tampa as much as anything um after that yeah. first game but um I, I'm with you I, this is a this is a sneaky one if you want to get really I, I don't know if this would be a little scary a little frisky for a survivor poll to be like I, I'm not gonna use Tampa all year so let me try to sneak this one in. I don't know if I'd do that but um I still think uh I still think the Bucks will probably get uh, the job done in, in this game yeah also there's not a lot of great betting locks i think on the board so this one for me kind of came into this by default and yeah i do still think it's one of the better ones but we'll see it's the nfl um again the numbers seem to be in the bears favor in terms of bouncing back here but i would sure like to see that before i have any confidence in it all right uh dylan your betting lock the vikings are at the eagles that's the thursday night game Eagles six and a half point favorites in this one. This thing has gone down significantly. I think this was at one point like eight, eight and a half, something like yep. that. Now it's down to six and a half. Um, boy, that's interesting to me because I'm kind of with you. This would be another choice I would definitely consider. Uh, and of course, I'm picking the Eagles here because if you look at Kirk Cousins, three turnovers last week. They played the Eagles in this exact same setting last last year, week two in Philadelphia. Eagles yeah. won 24 to 7. Kirk Cousins had three interceptions. Um, so the trend does not seem to be in the favor of the Vikings here, even though the number's moving in that uh, direction. Uh, yeah, I just I don't really see a reason to pick the Vikings here against an Eagles team that I feel like could really um, dissect their defense and also defensively uh, give the Vikings some issues to work with. Yeah, I think it's the, my only concern with picking this betting lock was the fact of how physical the, that game was that the, the Eagles just played against the Patriots on Sunday and obviously a later window game uh, than, the, than the Bucks and, and Vikings. And those kind of – it's only a few hours, but still, that was the only thing that really even made me hesitate. But then I still thought about it <laughs> enough to the point of, all right, this offensive line that had to deal with that Patriots front, to go from that to playing Minnesota um, – yeah, I could I could see it definitely going the opposite direction um, for them. I, I could see I know it looks like right Gainwell's not playing, um, so or doubtful at least. So I, I still think they have a lot of talented running backs. They, they have a crowded running back room already. Maybe maybe Swift owners get a little um, maybe a little more comfortable after this game. But overall, yeah, I just I think the Eagles are again one of the superior teams in this conference in the league. I know they had a few things that went wrong that or if a few different things went wrong they, they would have lost that game to the Patriots but they you know they pulled it out and I, I think regardless coming back to their home uh, stadium I think the defense ultimately in that game still made a lot of big plays obviously the pick six but coming up big on a twice not just the the last drive um, where, where uh, Booty's just barely out of bounds on that fourth down conversion from Mac but also they had another fourth and long that they they forced that um, on the drive right before that that didn't get converted. I thought the Eagles' defense came out 
and uh, did a lot of things they wanted to. And I think this one, it's, it's going to be a tough day uh, going from, if you're going to have a tough day against uh, Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be a little tougher in Philadelphia um, against that defense. So yeah, I'll go with the Eagles finding a way to get it to a touchdown. I think they're, uh, I just think they're a much better team, even if the week one game wasn't their best performance. We saw this from the Eagles last year. They had a game, I think, against the Lions before the Lions, you know, figured everything out that they barely eked out. Uh, I think the Eagles end up pretty fine. So um, we'll, I'll go with them getting by a touchdown against Minnesota. All right. Upset picks of the week. Uh, again, mine, the, surprisingly, the only one I had on the board that's an upset this week. I guess I'm trying to reverse course here, Dylan. I, I went out a little too far on the, the ledge last week in terms of picking a lot of upsets. I'm not going to do that this week. The only one I have is the Jags over the Chiefs. And again, don't feel great about that one. Um, but you have one here, and that is the Dolphins are two and a half point favorites on the road against the Patriots. Um, to me, this is one that, again, if you're looking at it from a betting standpoint, I would completely stay away from this because I think this is definitely your classic divisional field goal type game either way. Um, I just, I fully expect that here. I don't really see the Dolphins necessarily pulling away just based on, uh, I think, what the Patriots could do here. But you're going to go the upset route here, Dylan. I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win this one. But, um, yeah, this should be another, again, I think in a, quite a few of those on this, this slate that's why i think it's hard to kind of pick either a betting lock or an upset this week but um quite a few of these close type games that i would fully expect to never get out of hand one way or the other yeah this one i'm really happy that it ended up being a sunday night game that we get this in its own window because it's one you know the both these teams played obviously in the afternoon and there's a lot of things happening and i tried to focus as much as i could on both dolphins and patriots games but um, being able to have just one standalone game here should be a lot of fun. And uh, with the, the Patriots, with that defense against this explosive Dolphins offense, how you know, everything we talked about with Tua um, seemingly set, taking a step forward, some of the growth things, not just forcing balls in, making more plays out of structure. Um, when he was in structure, still being the great Tua, accurate Tua over the field. Um, some amazing play designs, as we saw, obviously, from uh, Mike McDaniel. I just think that the difference in – facing that Chargers defense and some of the issues they had with the pass rush and all the different um, issues they had in the secondary. I don't see New England having those same problems. I think that, I mean, the matchup on the other side might ultimately determine it. I think the one, obviously the more exciting part though is going to be watching the Patriots defense against this Dolphins offense. Uh, obviously any week you'd love to be listening to, if you could just have a sneak peek, uh, fly on the wall, kind of uh, listen to the game plans that some of these teams are coming up with. I don't know if there's any matchup this week that I'd want to hear what, what's going on with Belichick's room, what's going on with McDaniel's room, Fangio's room, like everything in this matchup is just so interesting to me. Um, and two teams that, yeah, even if the, the Bills and Jets were most um, going into the season, most lists, even, I mean, mine, I picked the, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Jets now without Rodgers. But uh, a lot of people had them as the one, two, uh, number one and two in the division. I know you had the Dolphins finishing ahead of the Jets. Um, I don't, we didn't have to actually rank them completely, but nonetheless, just based on your uh, playoff picks. But um, I, I do think these teams maybe, yeah, uh, Pretty impressive week one performances where I don't think either of them believe they're uh, going to be the team at the bottom of this division by the end of it. Um, I'll pick the Patriots to to uh, complicate things a bit for the Dolphins. It's not going to be as pretty. They're going to, I think, generate some pressure in, on the interior that's going to make things uh, a little tougher for uh, Tua in this one. Ultimately, maybe they force a couple turnovers. Maybe Mack plays a little bit better game. The, the Dolphins' defense gave up a ton of yards on the ground to the Chargers. I could, I, we'll see. This could be a, a big day for for Ramondre, and even uh, we'll see what they do with Zeke. It's uh, we rewatched the that um, Patriots Eagles game last night. 
and definitely came across a little more encouraged by what um, they were doing on the ground than maybe what you would have just taken away from having it on in red zone. Well, you know, here in LA, we have the, obviously both LA teams on the, the single game. So yeah, um, I'll go, yeah, I'll go with the Patriots to win what should be, you know, this is like a borderline game of the week. Every, basically every game in the AFC North and the AFC East between these teams. I mean, <laughs> they're all so good. Maybe we'll see about Pittsburgh. I know we're going to talk about them in a little bit, but uh, yeah, this, I, I, was one there's a lot of like you said a lot of close spreads that i just ended up slightly going to the favorites i, I easily there's one game packers falcons we'll get to pretty shortly that i uh ended up going to the favorite there but could see that one going the other way but yeah this was one that just felt like all right maybe let's pump the brakes on even though i think the dolphins offense is going to be one of the best in the league i think this is a game where the patriots d kind of shows up and i could be this could be like uh you could play this back after the dolphins score like 35 points on like those reels that these teams do like calling people out for doubting them but yeah it should be a really fun game i'm really excited it's a sunday night one yep uh very interesting prime time games we'll talk about the the other one here in just a minute all right to our quick picks we go and as always we will move through these a little quicker especially the games that uh, may not have a lot of note uh this one could qualify for that deal on the raiders or at the bills the bills Nine and a half point favorites uh, seems like uh, a lot of people definitely on board for a Bills bounce back here, um, which again you just kind of uh, I think would expect in this spot. Even though the Raiders are coming off of a win against the Broncos, I just I don't know that my opinion of the Raiders has changed very much. So Bills are the pick here, and uh, would not be surprised if they cover the spread. Yeah, I think the, uh, the big thing is this Bills defense pl- still played quite well against the Jets. So obviously Josh kept giving the ball back to the Jets offense. It took. Garrett Wilson breaking up a pass while catching it somehow from his home quarterback to <laughs> to tie that game. Um, I, yeah, the, the Bills, I think they're especially at home. I think they're going to have a better time here, even if the Raiders' defense looked um, better, like we said, kind of coming out of that game. That there's just a lot of uncertainty still of either side of the ball for for that team. It was just kind of a for them in Denver. So kind of a weird. Uh, well, maybe we'll learn a lot more here about this Raiders offense. I thought the Raiders offensive line looked pretty good. I know they a lot of the advanced score stuff um, from the, if you kind of add the the metrics from I think it's P, PFF, ESPN, a few different places and put them you know divide add them divide them out. The Raiders came out with like one of the better offensive line scores. So they're up for a challenge though against Buffalo. Um, I think Josh will play better. I, I think ultimately, yeah, the spread was a little too high to make this a lock, but Buffalo had to be the pick for me. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, this next one, who do you trust more or less? Uh, the Chargers <laughs> at the Titans. Uh, this is I feel like this is our our special. Then they played. I think they played last year. I could be wrong on that, but I, um, so. I don't know why I feel like I we've done Titans this game recently. I'm thinking of though. Maybe it was. Maybe it was a couple years ago, but. Um, Chargers are three-point favorites on the road to play the Titans in this one. And, we again, we say that because we always talk about our trust issues with both of these teams over the years. And um, I don't think that's changed a whole lot after week one. Chargers lose a game at home to the Dolphins in a game, but, like, they should have found a way to win. Titans uh, did not play their best on the road at the Saints. Still came up only a point short. Ryan Tannehill certainly did not have a good game. I mean, look, Dylan, I'm just, this is one of those games where I'm just going with a favorite here. I'm going with the Chargers. Um, I think they're much better offensively, and I think that winds up being the difference here. I just, I don't know how many points the Titans can score, even against a Chargers defense that just gave up 36 to the Dolphins. Yeah, it's a weird game. It's one that I'm really concerned is going to go the opposite direction because I, I think there's a chance that the, I, I know that on run blocking wise, the Chargers look great, pass blocking, a uh, little bit different story, but the, defensive line for the titans i mean that against a pretty solid 
uh, at least I think fairly solid still Saints offensive line. They dominated that game. Um, I, I think there's a, a chance that that Simmons and uh, Danico Autry, Danico Autry in, in particular, looked fantastic um, against New Orleans. I think there's a chance they just mess things up for the Chargers, but I still I just have a lot of concerns about the other side of the ball. Obviously, as we know, for that offense, even if you know at times maybe they'll be able this maybe this is a matchup for them that works out well. Maybe they will be able to run the ball a bit against uh, and be more physical up front. But I, I still think the Chargers bounce back. I, I ultimately had a hard time picking. And that offense around Tannehill had a hard time picking him over Justin Herbert. Um, even if, yeah, this game has that weird feel though. It's it's there's pressure. Uh, maybe even though the Titans internally have expectations, and Vrabel does a good job as we've talked about getting that team to play up um, to their potential and sometimes over it. But I think the Chargers right now. I mean, if they fall to zero two on this one, definitely a lot of pressure for them uh, again in an AFC where you just cannot fall way too behind and expect it to go far uh, an opening here uh, to an extent for them. So yeah, I'll go with the chargers though, to figure it out and find a win famous last or uh, yeah, famous last words there though, picking the, the yeah. chargers in the game that they're expected to win. Yeah. Not, not always advised on that. Uh, the Packers one and a half point favorites on the road against the Falcons. I think this is a yep. very intriguing game. One of the most uh, intriguing ones on the board here, just in terms of where these two teams are after week one, both look good against, I think teams they should have looked good against, but uh, there were some definitely very impressive things that stood out about both. Um, so this is kind of a toss up to me. Again, the Packers are favored by a point and a half on the road here. I would not bet this again. This is another one I would completely stay away from. Cause I think this is another one that, a lot of uh, variety of outcomes here in mm-hmm. terms of what happens. But uh, I am going to pick the Packers. I, I think that there was a lot to like, uh, even though, again, I know the competition was uh, not what Bears fans want to see against the Packers, but uh, I still think overall they're probably the better team. And so uh, I'll pick them to win this one. But, again, would not be shocked if the Falcons find a way to win it. I'm still teetering. I know I have a pick on our sheet, but this is—I think this is what, yeah, one of the more interesting games um, of the early window. Uh, I mean, there's some great ones, but really excited to see kind of what both these teams can do. A lot of different uh, interesting things that came out of the Packer game. That hard to tell exactly if this offensive line is going to be that great, given um, the opponent they just faced. I think it's going to be a little bit different against the Falcons team that suddenly has a defense that um, people are respecting. I know Dan Orlovsky had a tweet about uh, them being very multiple and hard to decide for before the snap. So that kind of scares me in terms of a young, even if he's been behind Aaron Rodgers and um, has a lot of, uh, you know, great uh, mentoring going on there and some really talented young receivers. I do worry about having to, you know, process in real time looks changing in front of you and how, what that could mean for him. In addition to just, um, overall i don't know man i am I'm, I'm teetering i really am <laughs> i think i'm gonna stick with the packers mostly because the other side i think the falcons this formula can work and it might work on sunday in terms of being as overly conservative and i know there's like the stat about how desmond ritter hasn't thrown a pick yet in his career and he's like the second quarterback i think first one since like dak to do it through however many starts um without a pick but to start his career but it's not so – I'm pretty sure in that Cowboys offense, even then when Dak was a rookie, they were throwing the ball more down the field than Atlanta has. Um, I think they will be able to potentially run okay against the Packers, and maybe – yeah, maybe that formula will work. Maybe Jordan gives them a couple of mistakes. But I, I just want to see a little more from the offense from the Falcons. But, um, yeah, I think I think this is a, a game that two teams that, you know, in the NFC, 
I mean, I picked them both to make the playoffs. I know you picked the Falcons to make the playoffs. I think this is an interesting game um, that could uh, ultimately, when we look at the playoff races in the NFC, maybe it ends up having some implications down the line. I'll, I'll stay with the Packers, but man, I I think this is a true coin flip. I think ESPN's uh, their power index has it like Falcons 51.5% favorite. So, I mean, it's basically right even based on that um, how they looked in that for a week one. Yeah, this is a it's a fun game here. I think just looking at the the matchup. This next one, I don't know. It's another one that's kind of it feels <laughs> feels weird. I don't know why the Seahawks are at the Lions. The Lions are five and a half point favorites. This should be easy, right? Because the Lions are the the five and a half point favorite here. They just beat the Chiefs on the road. The Seahawks coming off of a very disappointing loss to uh, the Rams uh, in again dominant fashion, uh, and so I don't know. This feels like a setup to me, Dylan. This feels like one of those where it's like you're just looking around. Oh boy, um, is this one of those Lions games where they just they drop one they shouldn't here? I don't think so. I think the Lions, as we talked about before, are really good. We both picked them to win the division. Seahawks, I need to see it before I'm back on board with them um, because that was a again very disappointing performance. I think, and so all in on the Lions here. Yeah, I'm with you on the Lions pick. I I just think they looked like a better team in Week One. Obviously, we'll they played a, a crazy game last year, a shootout that. Seattle ultimately won and uh, ended up being very uh, vital, obviously, to Seattle making the playoffs over Detroit. But I think this Lions defense has improved. Um, I know they they benefited from some things, again, that the the Chiefs uh, were still getting things worked out and some mistakes. But I I just overall came across thinking, all right, they're still probably not perfect on that side of the ball, but they're, um, they're at least fine. But it's the other side that is why I feel so comfortable about this. I thought the Seahawks defensive line looked awful, they could not generate any pressure against the Rams offensive line that might be better. Um, obviously, I, all last season, if you listen to us, I was very frustrated with all the injuries the Rams had uh, to have a little more stability. Avila, the rookie guard uh, that they drafted, I think in the second or third round, um, had a fantastic game, didn't give up any pressures. But I'm still going to wait a sec. It might have just been more so that Seattle's defensive line really has a lot of issues. Um, they're, they're, in the secondary, things were opening up. I thought they got out coached to an extent I could see Ben Johnson having a pretty good game uh, calling up plays for the the Lions even if you're not going to have some of the same things happening that Stafford's able to do but I, I think just overall the Lions offense is still a more complete team I see that offensive line kind of dominating on that side and if Jared just plays mistake-free football I think Detroit will not just win but also cover Colts of the Texans uh, Colts favored by a point in Houston um, another one where it's like are you fully buying into Anthony Richardson and the Colts and some of the things they did well in that game against the Jags, although they they wound up losing uh, by double digits. But again, they they look good for periods of time there. Texans had less of those points where I think they look good uh, against the Ravens. But again, different situation. Um, Yeah, another one where it's like, take your pick here. I think the Colts look better than I expected them to look, so that's why I'm going to pick them to win this game. Although I think the Texans defense um, can do some things to probably frustrate Richardson a little bit. And we've talked about mm-hmm. Dylan. It's hard when you're a rookie quarterback on the road. First game, we saw it with CJ Stroud. Um, we saw it with Bryce Young and so forth. It's a tough spot. And so I don't completely trust the Colts just yet in this spot no. with Anthony Richardson under center, but I still tend to think that they are probably the better team by how much maybe we find out in this game. Yeah, this is a true coin flip for me as well. Same with same thing with ESPN's power index, where it's fifty one point four percent going to Houston. So I mean, it's it's like right on that line. Not just rookie 
quarterbacks, obviously rookie head coaches. Um, I, I think it should be fun. Uh, ultimately, might you know, with all the games on at that time, probably one I'll have to look back at afterward. Uh, we'll see how many times it pops up on red zone. But I, I, you know, I thought Anthony Richardson out of all the rookie quarterbacks, and I think Bryce. We'll see how he does uh, this week as we get to that one. I think he processed things pretty well. Obviously, very different playing the Ravens on the road than playing uh, the Jaguars defense at home uh, for these for Stroud and, and Richardson. But I think there's maybe more things that he's able to do um, in terms of just his physicality, and I hope he doesn't get banged up um, for a number of reasons. I think the Colts are much more interesting as long as he's on the field this season. Um, but in terms of when things go wrong, I just, I, at least early on, concern more so that Stroud doesn't have the ability to just make a play the same way that Richardson kind of can when everything isn't, um, when the, when the picture's muddied. Um, so I'll go with the Colts to win this one, but yeah, I mean, there's a chance there's, we are in a world where D'Amico Ryan's calls up all the perfect plays. Um, Anthony Richardson turns the ball over three, four times. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by any, by any outcome really in this one, whether it be either team winning or either team winning comfortably or a close game. I, I mean, I think the possibilities are pretty much all over the place for this one, but I'll go with Indianapolis. All right, the 49ers at the Rams. The Niners, eight-point favorites on the road. And, of course, we're going to say that in quotes, Dylan, because I know um, there will be plenty of 49er fans in the stadium for this game. Uh, to play the Rams, as we just talked about, had a very sort of surprising, uh, impressive victory against the Seahawks on the road. I was not expecting that, but looked good. Uh, we talked about the legend of Puka and all of that for the Rams. But... Boy, did the Niners look good in their dominant performance uh, at the Steelers. And I told you, I was like, man, that's a high number for these two teams based on what we saw in week one. But I think that's just showing you how much, you know, people are looking at this 49ers team and saying that team is really, really, really good. And um, so I'm going to pick the 49ers to win here. I can't pick the Rams. I do think there's a chance this is closer, but I know what you're going to say, Dylan. There's also a chance the Niners come out and just win this game by – you know, three touchdowns. Um, I don't know how much room for error there is for this Rams team, even though, again, they had a lot of things uh, go their way and, and forced it that way against the Seahawks. But, yeah, I just I think this Niners team is hard to, to stop in terms of so many offensive weapons. Um, Brock Purdy looked good, as we talked about. Defense is what it is. We know what to expect there. So challenging game for the Rams here. Yeah, very different Rams team than all the ones the Niners have uh, dominated over the years uh, with their eight straight regular season wins. Um, but I, I don't know if that necessarily plays into the Rams' favor. But, I, I, you know, ultimately, I think it's just a, such a bigger – I mean, we just talked about the Seahawks' defense line. To go from that to San Francisco's front and how aggressive and how these guys all swarm to the ball, I, I think it's just going to be a game where, if from the Rams' point of view, if you come out of it healthy – and you uh, stay relatively, uh, make it relatively competitive, you'll, you'll probably feel pretty good about your prospects going forward. Um, I, I just think, yeah, it's not so much a reflection of the, what the Rams did in week one and what they might be able to do to at least surprise me. I know you, you seemed we were much higher on them going into this year. Um, still, again, felt pretty good about what the offense might be able to do if they stayed healthy as the defense. That we'll see how they do a much bigger challenge here. Um, I just think they're – franchises in two very different places at this point which is crazy given they just played in the nfc title game two years ago um but again yeah i think the niners will ultimately yeah win this game whether they cover or not i'd probably pick them to cover but i wouldn't i i wouldn't go into this game saying they're going to win by like 17 20 points i um you know i I think maybe this is a more of a 10 point game where if the rams can at least uh we'll see how that front does um if they can at least put up a few points to the board i think the defense is gonna have a harder time i could see this game being more 
more like a 27-17 final. Um, maybe we'll see the Rams if the Rams offense even looks fine against this Niners defense. I mean that that's all you could really kind of hope for for where they're they're going. It's just the the Niners are for a reason one of the best teams in the league at this point. All right, from that game to this game, the Giants at the Cardinals. Uh, the Giants, five and a half point favorites, and one of the probably least anticipated games of the week, maybe the most uh, least anticipated game of the week. Um, boy, good luck here, Dylan. I, I think the Giants should win this one. I think this is one of those spots where, look, the Giants are not as bad as they showed against the Cowboys. Um, but you know what? I said the Cardinals didn't play bad against the Commanders either. And so... I this is another one I would completely stay away from because I can totally see the Cardinals winning this game. But if you're a Giants fan, you lose this game, uh, you are officially, um, yeah, <laughs> you're wondering about some things if they lose this one. But I tend to think that it may not be pretty the entire time, but the Giants have to win this game, and I will pick them to do that. Yeah, this I'm 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 nervous on this pick. I, I, that spread, <laughs> if I'm picking against the spread, I'm probably taking Arizona. Oh yeah. Um, at this point, if that uh, thing gets to six. I am all over the Cardinals, probably from a yeah. betting standpoint. Yeah, I think it's going to be really low scoring. I, I know thirty nine and a half. I might even as the over under. I might take the under on that. Even I, I think these offenses are just potentially two of the worst in the league, which is crazy given what the Giants did last year. But against a lot of weaker teams, maybe this will be a game where they bounce back and do something pretty solid. But I think the Cardinals' defense had a pretty decent opening game. I know they're playing the Commanders, but. That Giants offensive line, as we know, looked just terrible. And will they be – I'm sure they'll be very motivated to come back out and prove themselves in this one. I just – I'm still picking the Giants to win. I think they are a better team. Uh, but, yeah, this is a game that I don't know how pretty the uh, watching it afterwards is going to be. Um, I think uh, there's a chance that this is a ugly kind of – the Giants just find a way. Uh, I think the Giants defense will be, look better than it did. Um, against the Cowboys um, with this opponent, but yeah, I don't know. This is a this is a sneaky one. If depending on the, what well, you're not even just picking the Cardinals to cover, but picking them to win. If the if the uh, you know you're getting enough money back, I, I'd consider it. I'd definitely consider it. Well, this next one certainly has changed quite a bit, yes. based on the uh, outcome from Week One, which we you know, we didn't get to talk about the Monday Night game. We can tie it into this, but the Jets are on the road to the Cowboys and. I think before the injury, Dylan, I haven't, I can't confirm this, but I think this line was, I want to say three, maybe, maybe a little less than that, something like that. Um, now the Cowboys are favored by nine and a half here. And again, we know exactly why. And Rogers out for the season and Zach Wilson takes over quarterback for how long we'll see. I'm sure the Jets will be looking at other options perhaps, uh, but now this is the setup and the Cowboys we said coming off a dominant win where their defense wreaked havoc against the Giants Dylan I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same here but I think the defense got a chance to score more points for the Cowboys uh given the the state of where things could be at for the Jets offense but I do think the Jets defense can keep them at least uh in this game early on how long that lasts will depend on how many turnovers the offense has but if you want to talk about you know if you're just looking at one game and you're picking just the winner in this whole slate here, I mean, aside from the bills, probably against the Raiders, I would maybe rank this one even above that because I just, I don't see a path for the jets here offensively um, to win this game against this Cowboys defense. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're going to look at some of the things that the Bills did wrong, trying to force plays on the, you know, a more conservative game plan that isn't really in Josh Allen's DNA um, probably was the way to go. Um, I think the look at that is uh, 39 and a half, man. I'm taking under on that because I think even if Dallas could potentially score more points, I think they're going to be really, really conservative in this one because they know on the other side their defense has a chance to just, as you said, wreak havoc and score some points. Um, I, I think that it's going to be ugly when the Jets have the ball, in my opinion. I'll be shocked if they put up anything more than uh, something in the low teens, honestly, unless they're, you know, really unless their defense scores themselves or forces some turnovers to set up short fields. Um, I, I think, that, you know, the Jets' defense, like you said, will keep it uh, relatively close. At the spread just gets a little dangerous for that. I think some places it might be down to nine now. Um, but I, yeah, I'm still picking Dallas as a. This was a game that, yeah, I know it was one of the games, I believe, with the bidding process between networks was one of the most highly, um, like one of the more expensive games for CBS to get. So I'm sure they're pretty bummed about what happened there with Aaron. Um, But obviously for a number of reasons to be bummed. But yeah, I think Dallas is just, they look like one of the best teams in the league. Um, I have a hard time seeing them losing. Just that I think that defense is just going to make things really difficult for Zach Wilson. I know Robert Sala said, well, for now, he didn't say for now, but he said Zach's our guy, even as they look at other quarterbacks, they seem, at least uh, publicly, like he's going to be the starter moving forward. Uh, this is a really tough first start for him, and I, I don't think it's going to end up too well for New York. Yeah, I I don't either. <laughs> I think this could get ugly. Yeah, Commanders of the Broncos. Broncos three and a half point favorites in this one. Another game that I don't know how many people are Looking at, if you want points, I don't think this is going to be it. I think the last time I checked, this had the lowest over-under uh, of any uh, in the NFL this week. And if not, there was another game I'm probably thinking of that was around the mark, maybe 38, 39, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one where if it's played in Washington, I may pick the Commanders. But I'm picking the Broncos here. Would not want to bet that 3.5 because mm-hmm. I would think this is a field goal type game. Uh, so if anything, I maybe bet the Commanders plus three and a half in this one. But I just I don't trust the the offense just yet for the Commanders. We saw against the Cardinals, didn't think Sam Howell looked great. Um, obviously, he was not the only one to blame for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a good set. Even against the Broncos team that just gave up, you know, what was it, uh, two touchdowns, Jacoby Myers and such. I just yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not there on the Commanders in a road game. But you know what? I'm also not there on the Broncos after losing a home game to the Raiders. Felt like they should have won. So. Yeah, this is an, uh, harder, one of the harder games, I think, to predict. Um, I mean, I felt pretty good about picking the Broncos, but I, I could see the argument the other way. It's not like uh, Denver's offense, even though, uh, DV, you know, it's way too early to really, I don't, uh, until like at least five, six weeks in the year, use DVA, DVOA to help me uh, kind of slightly push me in different ways with my picks. But um, Denver had the fourth, I was ranked in fourth on offense, which with 16 points against the Raiders, that might seem a little puzzling. They left a lot of points on the board. Had some you know drives that just fanned out, some field goals. They missed a field goal. They missed an extra point. I mean, they had some weird things that kind of happened in that game where they you know, obviously gave the shorter field also on that opening drive to the Raiders. Um, I think that the Broncos' defense will have a better performance overall, even though they relatively, you know, only giving up 17 points. You feel okay about that. Um, I think just Denver at home, like you said, I think they'll find a way to get a win. But, man, it's, it's a game that I won't be surprised if Washington's defense just kind of takes over and, uh, does enough forces uh, forces a couple turnovers and that ends up being the difference and we are talking about another one score loss for Denver uh, could be yeah this will be kind of a, a real you know in terms of pressure I think the pressure is really on 
Denver in this one, obviously, to uh, to get off the schneid and get a get a victory. It should be interesting. Yeah, should be an interesting one, even if it lacks points uh, in this one, perhaps. The Saints, three-point favorites on the road against the Panthers. Another one, divisional game. Uh, worries me a little bit when picking these uh, in any way, shape, or form. In this kind of matchup here, I don't still think the Saints offense is there just yet, although we saw some good things from Chris Olave. Michael Thomas kind of bounced back a little bit. Titans are a tough team to play, as we talked about. It's you know one of those games, and um, I think the Saints offense will get better from here. Meanwhile, talked about tough start for Bryce Young on the road uh, in Atlanta. But, again, who do you trust more in this kind of game? I still think I trust the Saints more, um, even if I would expect the Panthers to play a bit better here. But uh, that's why the Lions probably set at three in favor of the Saints. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. I think I'll, I'll take the Saints. I think they're just in a – even if it's not going to always be pretty, um, I think they'll uh, – in this one against a defensive front from the Panthers, it's not going to necessarily rival what Tennessee offered. I think the Saints will have a little more success on offense. Um, I think the, the defense will have a solid game. So it's one where, yeah, maybe at home, maybe things get cooking a little bit for Bryce. Um, but I still think there's, you know, some of the guys they've been missing, seeing how who everyone is actually going to be on the field will make a big difference in this one. But ultimately, I just think that the Saints still a better team. Still think their defense will maybe force a, you know, make it a muddy the, the picture a bit for another young, obviously rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. And ultimately, yeah, the Saints are the pick here. All right, we finish up with the Monday night game, Browns and the Steelers. Browns, two and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh here for this one. Uh, Browns got a great win in week one, uh, as predicted by Dylan. And uh, the Steelers did not look great against the Niners, we know. And so this sets up for a, you know, the usual AFC North, um, just physical type game here, I think. And um, yeah, I, I thought about picking the Steelers, but, you know, I took a chance on the Steelers last week, as I think you did, Dylan. Didn't work out well for us. Browns defense looked really good. Um, offense, I think, will will start to click a bit more as well. And, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Browns on the road here against the Steelers, which I don't know that I expected to do that, but I think it's hard to ignore kind of what you saw from both teams last week. Yeah, I know that the weather played into the, the Browns defense for uh, favor against Cincinnati, but I still think, man, they – it was really impressive what that defensive line did up front. The way they used Miles Garrett in different places, so you know, bringing in Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, all the uh, Darius Smith alongside Miles. I mean, th- these guys all look so good, and it's just I, I don't know if they're on the. It's hard to say they're on the level of what San Francisco's defensive line looks like, but I think they're pretty dang good. Um, and I, I just I'm concerned still that there's going to be a lot of quick pressures drawn. They were so sticky on the outside covering uh you know chase higgins all these great Bengals receivers especially those two obviously but i think just that that side is what stuck with me i'm, I'm you know i'm still concerned that there's some things with the the uh browns offense that weren't perfect obviously still they had to play in those conditions as well um some throws that deshaun missed but was encouraged overall by the running game it wore down uh, the, the front of the, the Bengals over the course of the, uh, the game. And I know maybe Pittsburgh feels pretty good still about their front. Um, it's just a really tough matchup there with the um, with the Niners. But I, I think it'll be a really close game. Won't be shocked if it goes either way. And these are the kind of games that you know, even when the Browns have had solid teams the last few years, the, a lot of times the Steelers have found a way to win, especially at least in the regular season. I know the Browns got them in the playoffs. But I'll, I'll pick the Browns here. Just I know it's only one week, but – I think Jim Schwartz, as we talked about, that higher defensive coordinator could end up being one of the bigger ones in the entire league this year and what it means for a Browns defense. It just looked 
like everything Browns fans have been hoping for for years um, with some of the, you know, they've invested so much in the draft and in their secondary and obviously having Miles and just other guys they've brought on. Um, to see it kind of come together in that way, I think with the, to a fault sometimes Stefanski, I know gets can get a little conservative or not even conservative necessarily um, in terms of going for it, those kind of things. But uh, it'll even be with passing. It'll not necessarily look deep down the field. He'll, he'll get a little too pass happy in certain spots, uh, but in short uh, situations, I think in this one with the way their defense plays, um, it's just hard to pick against the Browns, um, even with the fact that it's on the road and still think the Steelers are a much better football team than what we saw uh, last Sunday. All right, there are picks for week two in the NFL. And, of course, Dylan got a lot more stuff over clutch points to get everybody ready for week two. So let everybody know where they can find all of that. Yeah, you can go to the NFL section of clutchpoints.com. Uh, find all of our predictions, previews for all these games. Blake writing some good fantasy stuff. The return. The fantasy section of the website, yes. <laughs> so we got he's uh, not out yet, but some fantasy stock up, stock, stock down stuff. Uh, already has an article out on the Thursday night game. The, by the time you listen to this Thursday morning, you can look at some of the, the fantasy plays uh, for the Eagles and Vikings. That's in the fantasy section of the website. And then, yeah, we all obviously have the Clutch Points app as well where you can follow all of the games, get all the same news highlights everything coming through during those games um lots of good stuff with just following all the injury reports yeah it's a fun time fun uh, i love the early part of the season where so many teams still feel like they got a shot and not even though we've had some pretty devastating injuries um we're still in a portion of the season where a lot of teams are at least relatively healthy yep that is uh, very true so uh, hopefully it stays that way and like you said check out everything over clutch points yeah a lot of fantasy stuff uh going up there uh for me writing wise this week so check it all out there and as always be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast up you search for establish the pass and thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time here on the establish the pass podcast press stop it's, it should be stopping it's just going it says stopping going thing Go wing thing. Go wing thing. Go wing thing.